Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports, where your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Back from a long holiday weekend, we got producer Dan back. We're back at OBS Ninja with all our pretty graphics. Joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How was the Thanksgiving, Andy? Did you have a good time? Yeah, a little more driving than I care for, but uh, as is tradition, my wife does the driving. I do the sitting on my phone and keeping up with sports. So God bless her. God bless her heart for that. And yes, I ate too much at a pretty rough way in this morning. Probably going to have to go hit the, uh, hit the old treadmill today, but uh, we were gifted some leftovers. And not only that we did, I mentioned this before we did a Christmas with the in-laws because they're just not all able to get back together for Christmas. They're so spread out. They said, fuck it. Let's do Christmas on Thanksgiving. The kids were overjoyed. Everybody got some presents. Everybody was happy except Andy, whose daughter, who does not play guitar, got a guitar from her grandparents. So it is just noise. Yes, to find a guitar teacher. It is just noise. Yes, as I mentioned to somebody, at least it wasn't drums. Oh yeah, we've, we've been through that too. <laughs> we so yeah, we will be looking for a guitar teacher who teaches outside of the home because I will not have that racket in my house. But yes. Fun weekend of football. I was sad by a couple of my bets. I was rewarded probably unjustly by a couple of late scores. I really thought the Vikings let me down. Uh, the team totals continue to rock. Good job, Jaguars underbetters. Last night stunk out loud. I'm sad that I ended up watching most of it. I had some, uh, luckily, to keep the excitement level high, I had some laundry to put away while I watch the game to kind of to kind of take take it from here up to here. But yeah, that game stunk. I'm not sure what we're gonna get tonight. We'll get into that a little later. I think we'll probably just start with the hardwood. And today will be the first day that we do both the professional and amateur levels with some picks as college hoops is underway and I'm ready to rock. So we'll start with NBA though. Alex, let's start the week strong. Indeed. It's, it's been a pretty solid NBA season so far. We'll see if we can keep things chugging along here. And uh, we're going to I know this may not be the most attractive bet in the world, but, you know, two days of rest here. Um, the team itself has, has really been playing much better the last couple games. It's hard to attribute the value to things like players, conferences and locker room kind of scuffles about people needing to be more serious and trying harder and who knows if what Devin Vassell meant anything or any of those kind of guys here, but we've seen a much better Spurs team these last three or four games. Um, the guards look a lot more comfortable. The rotations are a little more solid. The shooting has gotten better. They have a two days to prepare here for a Wizards team that's just in a really tough spot. Uh, it's a three and four for them. I don't believe it's a back-to-back, but honestly, it might be. I forget. It is the last game of a road trip for them before they go home for a couple big in-conference games. So a little bit of a look-ahead spot here. The Spurs are ready, waiting, rested, really like this. Um, I have this Wizards by one, so you know, happy to grab the three, three and a half, but um, if this drops below three, maybe pass, maybe play a smaller play kind of on the money line there. I still think there's a good shot for Spurs winning, but I really like this three and th- or three and a half. And then a couple team totals. Team total's been doing pretty solid for us. I'm um, going to grab a Rockets team total under here. Again, this is a bet I think I've made at least once a week the entire season. We'll probably continue to make. It's just... Rockets play at this tremendously fast pace, but despite that fast pace, they really struggle to put the ball in the hoop. I mean, you know, one of the old things you just keep shooting, and they do keep shooting, but it doesn't really keep going in anyway. So 
you know, despite again that really high pace, which I think is is throwing some of their numbers in particular out of whack. It's a really inefficient offense. They've really struggled. They go up against an Oklahoma City team tonight that is actually happy to kind of control the pace, keep things slower. It's a good defensive team. Under 108 and a half looks great. I have them like 103. Um, was tweaking some stuff. The highest I could get it really 104. So 108 and a half, 107 and a half. Both of those look good. I think 108 and a half is pretty much everywhere. And then Clippers. We're going to take a team total under here on the Clippers. This is a, is a three and four back to back spot for them. Um, curious to see who might be checking out here as well. But they play against a team, a very slow-paced team. Uh, the Clippers have been a little bit quicker, but in games like this and bad rest spots, I've noticed their pace kind of drop a little bit. And they've actually been more willing to kind of pay at the slower pace of, of the teams they're facing. So expecting a slow, kind of ugly game here tonight. I think the Clippers can win. I think they can cover um, you know, the big number that we see out there. You know, they're six and a half point favorites here over the Pelicans. I've seen some money come on the Pelicans. So actually, that was nine yesterday. That's quite a big move. Congrats to Pelicans betters who grabbed nine or eight yesterday. But it's just a really nice spot here. It should be a slow, ugly game. This Clippers total, I have at 106. So 109 and a half, 109, 108 and a half under those all look pretty good. So a two-team total unders for us at a spread. I like that. And, you know, they do say, as I'm still stuck in the Rockets, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But the Rockets also miss 56.5% of the shots they do take. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. I went and looked. Yeah, they're averaging like 102 or something on the season. That does seem a little high despite the pace. I, that's my favorite one. Yeah. I think out of the three. I, I like what Brett says here too. That, you know, Houston themselves aren't playing fast, but teams are having so much success against them. They're just running up. Oklahoma City is not going to do that tonight. So that's from Brett there. Yeah, that's a good point, too, you know, doing it as far as, uh, uh, what do you call it, opponent-adjusted whatnot and all that. I get where you're going. So, um, college troops, you know, I said, hey, we're going to have college troops on Monday. Like, I'm back. I'm, I'm going to be betting college troops. And then I realized, like, Monday's the worst. Monday's the <laughs> shortest slate. Honestly, sometimes Sundays are. Uh, there, there are some bad Fridays somewhat scattered throughout no saturday season, that's for sure mondays are always there are there are times where there are only like eight games on a monday it is usually bad it's a weird monday to start with it's not going to be the zags minus 31 although jesus god rest uh god help some of these poor teams that do have to play them in conference going to a state that's been in the news a little uh also yeah you you mentioned oklahoma city Lincoln Riley's been in the news. Um, I'm sure some poor sap out there is trying to figure out who this Norman character is that Lincoln Riley's apologizing to. <laughs> but I will be looking at a crosstown battle. This is actually not in Tulsa's arena. They're going to be playing Oral Roberts. I'm taking Tulsa. You can get a plus two here if you're risk averse. I'm not going to lay the juice with this one. This is a road game at Oral Roberts. But if anybody who digs deeper into the the college, which I honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I knew this off the top of my head until I looked at this one. Oral Roberts is in Tulsa. This is, like I said, this is a crosstown battle. Not a big travel spot. Coming off that. a few days rest. Um, neither, both teams did play Friday, which is kind of a goofy spot. And obviously these, we joked about Stafford having to play every Thanksgiving for a decade, but, you know, playing these Friday games during the Thanksgiving break can't be all that fun either. So Tulsa, I have them playing against a much, much worse defense than Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, 
bit of a weird team so far for me. I loved uh, I loved them cashing those tournament uh, money lines for us early on, but they had a game against Colorado State, who is you know a top fifty team, where they gave up one hundred nine. And yet they hung with Oklahoma State, took them to overtime. So they did play an overtime game on Friday. Their defense does stink out loud. And I just a lot of the metrics I use during the season have Tulsa being a probably two to three point favorite here. So little value on the money line here. And as much as I do love my guy, Max, who did return, I actually had to double check that too. I'm like, I thought he went to the draft. He was undrafted. Anyone remember <laughs> Max Abmus um, from the from the cute little run they had in the tournament last year. He is back. He played 45 minutes on Friday. Granted, he got the weekend to rest, but that is a lot of minutes, and he is pretty much their all. all he's of, he's kid, their everything. He is their everything. So Tulsa, you know what the uh, you know what the old mascot is here, noobs? The Golden Wave. Are they like the Golden Hurricanes or something like that? I think it used to be Tulane. I'm not sure if it's Tulane. Tulane's the green wave. This is the golden eagles. Oh, that's right. Some sort of weather event. Ken Palm says golden well, I eagles. I thought it was golden hurricanes. Well, yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to double check into this. Oh, Oral Roberts is the golden eagles. What are those oh, schools where they have two mascots, like no, the Stanford no, Cardinal, like, and they have the tree? Looking at the wrong page. Golden hurricanes, golden eagles, battle for the golden, the golden cup, Tulsa happening all it's all happening tonight a lot of excitement in oklahoma but we'll move to our nation's capital where they're going to be playing on much worse conditions just because it's i don't even know if there's weather it's just a bad field like this is just <laughs> historically a bad field there in raw john and we've got a bad game i seattle washington to pick them I know some places are hanging Washington minus one. This total did get bet up a little. I wanted to say it was a 50 or excuse me, a 45 ish early on. It got bet up a little 47, maybe a little buyback there. I kind of almost had a case for this over. I just couldn't quite pull the trigger on it. We'll do some first touchdown scores. I have some prop bets. I don't know. Do you have a take on this at all? Find something else to do. Spend some time yeah. with your family. Um, find something interesting to do with your leftovers. I agree this game could end up being kind of a glorious disaster of points, if you will. Some couple fumbles, but it just looks like two teams are going to run the ball on first and ten, and then we're just going to watch third and long over and over and over again. It's just I – mean, can you see any other groups here? I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Washington football, but – the little bit I have watched, they're happy to kind of, you know, some quick little stuff to Gibson here and there, maybe McLaurin deep every once in a while, but it's not a dynamic offense. Yeah. Both are very bad defenses. I mean, they gave up, Seattle gave up like 400 yards to Colt McCoy the other week. Uh, they just, they can't seem to get the offense moving with, even with Russ back here. And then Washington, same kind of thing. Like they had a really nice day against Carolina but I'm not sure they're a, you know, a 25 point team all of a sudden. So we'll do a halftime show tonight. We'll hopefully be celebrating a first touchdown score by then. Obviously last night, if you took a first touchdown score, you did not get to be happy or sad until after, after halftime. If anyone did take the over, hopefully we're doing it before then, but we'll get it. We'll get into that quick. It was a funky game. I actually didn't end up taking anything. I looked through. Congrats if you did have some Mark Andrews. I'm sure that price was decent last night. But 
just a mess of a game tonight again it's hard to kind of figure out what's going to happen here it's a lot of just running back centric play you know antonio gibson sits at the top of the market it's kind of hard to figure out which honestly seattle running back whether it be alex collins or even dj dallas is going to get most of the carries here tonight but uh starting at the top of the market very rarely andy do i grab a name that's basically in the top two dk metcalf is eight to one at a bunch of places and i think he should be like four to one five to one here um, Washington has just had some trouble in the secondary. Metcalf has been getting a ton of attention these last couple of weeks. You know, everybody thinks of Tyler Lockett. He's a very good receiver, but doesn't get the ball very much, if at all, in the red zone. Just very sparse targets for him. They really focus on DK Metcalf, and they also focus on the tight ends there. Gerald Everett's, you look at his most of his targets are inside the 20 and inside the 10. Um, Will Disley as well, again, somebody that doesn't play a lot, but comes in on red zone packages, the blocker to run, and then gets used kind of in a lot of play action stuff, you know, again, as they get closer to the end zone, both of those guys, so Seattle pass catchers here, we'll go with Metcalf 8-1, to one. again, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, let alone in the, who's going to be on the field tonight, uh, Everett and Disley, and then for our Washington Redskins, we'll grab the quarterback here, Tyler Heineke, um, he is in the Redskins in terms of carries inside the 20 and carries inside the 10, um, kind of interesting to see that, again, not a ton of design stuff, but they are using him, they're giving him a lot of opportunities to move around, he's been very good with his feet here, so a nice chance he could run it in, and we didn't take Russell Wilson in because he only has one rush all year inside the 20. They, they've been really careful with him, trying to preserve him from an injury perspective. So not even FOMO enough to, for me to get to bet Russ. He was like 20 to 1, 25 to 1. You know, again, it's been tough for me to check out, so I'm not in Pennsylvania this week. So um, if you do find something on Russ, 30 to 1, 40 to 1, maybe sprinkle that a little bit, but not something that I was seeing. And then we're going to grab Bates here. Um, Jeffrey Bates, I believe it's Jeffrey Bates, is the tight end for the Washington Redskins. It started off uh, Logan Thomas. He's on the IR. Ricky Seals-Jones, doubtful tonight. Looks like he's going to be out. And when they get into the red zone, the tight end, the way the offense is designed for Washington, the tight end soaks up a bunch of targets. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones, I mean, even in his little bit of – he's missed a couple weeks already as, I think, only one or two targets behind McLaurin there for um, – red zone target so happy to grab him as well so metcalf sorry apologies dk i missed the tier. eight to one at the top of the market heineke everett disley bates i know you, you freudian your way into saying redskins like three times oh did i yeah you can go regard like somebody i have no idea i that. do i still do it too <laughs> they are the football team now Maybe they'll have a name I'll next year. Again, Apologies I, to any Native Americans or Native American people with Native American family or friends. I still, best, I, I, I still am on the boat that it should remain football team. I'm not so sure they I should like ever it. have a name. I, I'm, I think I'm just used to it now. So, all right, uh, price picks entry, a couple props I like. We did mention there is a little bit of a problem in the backfield for the Seattle Seahawks. They have multiple injuries. They're down to third. And I mean, one of them was a high enough draft pick, but he's just not any good. But they are down some running backs at this point. Hope They might have to throw the ball. Um, I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen. But I hopefully uh, it's something they can do against a really bad passing secondary who also lost a, a key piece, the pass rusher, the other week. So uh, Washington is fourth worst in the league as far as yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. I know Russ has been kind of rough the last couple of weeks, but they set this at 230 and a half. I'm closer to 250. I like the Russell Wilson over yardage for passing. 
especially I'm kind of leaning towards despite Seattle being near the bottom of their market and Washington have won a couple games in a row. Uh, you know, they're probably nearing the top of their market. I still think there's a decent chance we see Washington leading portions of this game where Russ is forced to throw the ball and it's definitely a defense they can do it against. So looking for Russell over 230 passing yards. And really, like, even despite I mentioned it's a bad field, they're on the road. I'm not as worried about the whole West Coast team on an East Coast when it's a Monday night game. They've had extra time to travel. It's not 10 a.m. their time. So not really worried about the uh, the travel spot is here. So the other one will be Antonio Gibson. You mentioned a couple times. Over two receptions. Guy didn't get a target last week, and I'm still going to the well on him here. Uh, Seattle is ranked dead last in the league for opposing running back receptions per game. I honestly think McKissick can get his, and Gibson still gets what he needs. So Gibson is only two here. Uh, McKissick does lead the team in targets, but with the snap counts being a little favored towards Gibson, I still think he's going to get plenty of targets. He gets enough targets to breach this. And McKissick's prop was 3.5. Gibson's was only two. I think this pushes quite a bit, but I have him over three receptions in my uh, in my projections on this one. So a couple of overs like because that's where I live my life on props. I just Every time I take an under, that guy goes and has the uh, game of the year. Otherwise, uh, yeah. This is a three-time power play, so looking to get three times of my money on this. If you want to join in, you can use promo code BBB, get 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. I'll probably write this up later on. And with that, call it a Monday, I guess. Back from I, I thought we were pretty good for easy. We took four days off and just bounced back like riding a bike. No big deal, easy squeezy, and then uh, win. Nothing to win it. bet. Don't forget win bet. Sign up. You can get yourself a. Uh, I'm not even sure what their best promo is right now. I think it's still bet bet one get a hundred. Like you can bet a dollar on uh, your favorite team if you're a new sign up. We will have some promo links at Brown Bag Bets on Twitter for Alex, for me, for producer Dan. We'll catch you tomorrow. 